0: Welcome to the Adventure for Good podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Kim. In June 2018, we both left our careers at the age of 31 and started traveling with the mission of finding and creating work locally in the United States and around the world that inspires us while helping other people and the environment. This podcast documents our adventures as well as highlights the inspirational people that we meet along the way. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 14! We're Kim and Chris. Yay! What are we talking about today? Travel. Wow! Insightful. I know. Chris's dad came to visit in January 2019 for three weeks, which was amazing. And so we're going to kind of talk about that experience.
1: Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> he, he flew down from Michigan. We were able to line him up with flights... And get him, it was five flights to get to us, four flights.
0: I think four it was. And
1: it was perfect. There was no issues. So that was the first That was amazing good. thing. It was
0: Detroit, Fort Lauderdale, Lima, Santiago, Puerto Montt.
1: So, yeah. yeah.
0: A and lot of travel to get to us.
1: So we picked him up at the airport in Puerto Montt, which is where we, in the last episode, talked about we did our volunteer thing at the farm near Portomont in the Lakes District
0: of Chile. Yep. So we were there and picked him up and we mm-hmm. immediately put him in the rental car and drove down to Chiloé Island, which is about I don't know a couple hours south.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was about a 3 hour drive to our our Airbnb,
0: mm-hmm.
1: crossed a little ferry, mm-hmm. did a little boating.
0: Yeah. And Chiloé Island is a it's a really actually, really big island, uh, but it's it's not very well visited.
1: Well, the, the main attraction there, I mean, it's, it's beautiful, but basically the two things that everyone says about it are, it's sort of like stuck in the 1950s, mm-hmm. which we can confirm. Everything seems like it hasn't been updated since the 1950s. Yeah. And they have uh, like 160 wooden churches that are very old and... 13 of them or 16 16 of them are UNESCO World Heritage Sites, so a lot of them have been like fully restored and they're painted up all pretty. Mm -hmm.
0: So yeah, we spent one day actually driving around seeing a lot of the churches because they were beautiful. I think we got our fill of churches though after one day.
1: After one church (laughs) (laughs) for some of us. (laughs) But yeah, no, it was just a lot of driving around, seeing the island and, and... yeah, just, it was sort of like recovery days for my dad, having spent like 36 hours in transit. Yeah. We figured we'd give him some time to sleep in the car, which mm-hmm. he did um, immense amounts of. <laughs> and to be
0: fair, if you weren't driving, you would have been sleeping too.
1: I know, but, well, yeah. And well,
0: actually, the first day...
1: I did not sleep.
0: Uh, we, were, we were driving to our Airbnb, and... Chris was getting a little sleepy, and I I was like, Chris, wake up. You know, you're driving. And he opened his window to get some fresh air, and about two seconds later, a big bumblebee flew in the window and landed on his forehead. Landed? It stung you in the forehead.
1: It stuck in my forehead stinger first, and the whole bee was there. Like, it didn't just... Bound, it stuck like a dart in a dartboard.
0: I know. And then you're yelling at me, get it off, get it off. And I was like, pull over. We need to, we need to get off
1: the road. So anyway, I was fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I had a swollen face for about four days.
0: Yeah, it swelled up a lot.
1: And it was awesome. But
0: thankfully, you weren't allergic. So that nope. was good.
1: Life goes on. So yeah, we, we drove around. We saw the sights and sounds of Chillaway.
0: We also went to parquet Tantako?
1: Sure. I don't yeah, know you how to that. say it. No, that perfect.
0: <laughs> and, did
1: some, and just did some day hiking and, yeah.
0: So, yeah. So Explored that, Chiloway.
1: So that was neat. We left Chiloway and... Oh,
0: we, the other thing on Chiloway Island, we went to the end of the Pan American Highway.
1: We did. But well, everywhere we go in South America, they say it's the end of the Pan American Highway. We've been <laughs> to three different ends of the damn highway. True. So but
0: apparently this was like the first one or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So Yeah, we went there
1: and we took a picture. Then then we went back north a bit.
0: Yeah, we spent 3 days on Chilowey and then we went north to a town called Rayloon.
1: Yeah, this was fun. Good story. We we well, we had planned to do a workaway with a guy there who runs a fishing lodge. And the timing didn't work out, so we weren't going to do the work away there, but we told them, well, if you have a fishing lodge, my dad's coming. We'd love to stay with you and do a fishing tour because that was something that we wanted to do with my dad. And we planned this whole thing, and we showed up. And basically, long story short, the lodge hadn't been, like, updated or touched in, like, probably six or seven years. Yeah. Which was Including the last
0: time
1: last time that the website was updated too, apparently. And so it was in a bit of a state of disrepair.
0: Yeah. We tried to remain positive. We got there and I remember cooking dinner and hanging out, but then the toilet broke within like
1: but it didn't minute just minute. break, it was shooting water, like a, it was a waterfall coming out of the tank and down the back of the toilet.
0: Yeah, I so flushed the toilet and it's got It's not like, the oh,
1: face. it's a little finicky, it was not usable.
0: And well, they came and fixed it. Kind,
1: of, kind and of, and then it broke again. Yeah, so...
0: We stayed one night. We
1: stayed one night, and we were planning to try to tough it out and stay more nights, because we wanted to do the fishing tour, but then in the morning, it I mean it was really cold. It was I mean yeah. relative, it was in the it was in the 40s and 50s and rainy and that's a little chilly. And so the wood that they gave us was wet and wouldn't burn and it wasn't seasoned, so mm-hmm. it's not like you could just dry it out. So we couldn't start a fire. The hot water heater didn't work, so you couldn't take a warm shower. Well,
0: you tried to take a shower. I know, and I got
1: <laughs> stranded in there taking a cold shower. So yeah, we just it was one miserable thing after the next, and so we ended up just leaving.
0: Yeah, we called an audible and decided we, to we,
1: yeah, and we do c- something different. So we left there, found an Airbnb, found different fishing guides.
0: Well, we already planned the Airbnb. We just got to go a day, one early, day early, which is nice.
1: And then we went on an awesome fishing tour for the full day and caught a bunch of brown and rainbow trout
0: yes and uh, the only awkward part was the people from the fishing tour that we went on were friends with the guy from the fishing lodge that we left and so that got a little awkward but it uh, was tough shit it was okay uh, it was still a beautiful tour and we spent the whole day in the river and we did take a break for lunch though and I remember these these we were eating lunch and a bunch of cows
1: well the the rule in Chile is if you're... On a river, even if it's your land, the first, like, 100 feet of bank up into your property is for public use. Yeah. So we basically pulled the boat up on shore, sat in some trees, and had lunch in this farmer's field. Yeah. And then his cows came to visit.
0: Yeah. And, like, I don't know, there's probably 50 of them. At least. came over and tried to say hi to us, and they were between where we were eating lunch and our boat, and so we... Uh, We hung out with the cows for a while and said hi to them and then eventually scared them all off so that we could get to our boat. But they were really curious, curious creatures. Cool story. I know. I thought it was cool. I'll post some pictures.
1: (laughs) And then, yeah, we went back and I kept catching fish. Uh... You
0: actually did. You never catch the most fish. This is fish. the
1: only time I've ever been fishing with Kim and my dad that I caught fish and, and other people struggled. So. Yeah.
0: Usually you catch zero and we catch them all, but this was the opposite.
1: And so, yeah, we caught a bunch of fish.
0: It was all catch and release, yeah. too. So, and On then, all brown and rainbow trout. Oh, except I got one of those like local... or um, native,
1: native fish. Native
0: fish. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then we left there when we finished the tour. The next day... The other things we did in that area, we went up and took my dad to some thermal hot springs. Mm -hmm. Thermos
0: Geometricas.
1: Which was awesome. I think he enjoyed that. Yes. We sat there for the day and soaked in the water. That was
0: actually the third time we had been there.
1: (laughs) So we were seasoned pros.
0: It was so amazing that we decided to keep going back.
1: And we took him on a little driving tour around the Lake Yankee Way, which is Mm. the lake that we lived on. And took them up the volcano so we could see the... We got to the actual summit of the volcano, unlike in the last episode when the car almost caught on fire.
0: Yeah, we had a better rental car this time and made it up to the top, (laughs) which was beautiful. We also went to the um, Petroway waterfalls.
1: Yeah, some waterfalls that are basically formed from when the volcanoes erupt and there's tons of lava rock and the water's like...
0: It's like glacier melt.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. It's like a blue, green... I don't know. Go look at the pictures.
0: Yeah, it was amazing. We did some hiking there and had a couple of days that were really just chill, I guess, the, between the hot springs and then doing the driving tour. And then we also took him... So the restaurant and farm that we had worked at was called Ponta Pantapajaros, and we took him there for lunch uh, on one of our last days in that area. And that was really fun because he got to meet everyone that we had gotten to know over the last seven weeks that we lived there. So, and the food was really good. Yes, I think that was that pretty was, much like the first ten days we spent in the Lakes District of Chile.
1: Yeah, and some—I mean, we did some other stuff. We ate ice cream as we always do. <laughs> Tends to be a staple. And we, we just kind of took it at a slow pace because it was just more about spending time than it was accomplishing a ton, mm-hmm. and so.
0: But we did see a lot in that time too.
1: We did, and then we flew in an airplane.
0: All the way down to Punta Arenas,
1: Which is at the, basically the very southern tip of Chile. And we rented another car and we drove like eight hours down to Argentina, the southern tip of Argentina to a city called Ushuaia, which is the southernmost city in the world. It's not the southernmost town.
0: No, there's a little town... Uh, across the channel beagle channel that's a little further south but this is the for the south city
1: yeah so we we spent four days there at an airbnb yeah and actually we got super lucky our airbnb hosts we were like renting a room in their house and they were both tour guides for the city and like would take cruise ship tours out and stuff so they knew everything to do where to go when to go how to go yeah, was which awesome. was awesome.
0: Actually, before getting there, like we had landed in Punta Arenas, and and up in the lakes district where we had been, it's it's a lot more lush. Like there's a lot of water and trees, and it's just very green. And when we went down to Punta Arenas, it's gets a lot more desolate. And we started driving away from the airport towards Ushuaia, and it was incredible. Just the desolation, and it was very flat, and just the wind whipped across the earth. Like, it was crazy. And so we we crossed the border into Argentina, and then within a few hours after that, we started going across the Andes Mountains. So it went from, like, desolate to mountainous, which was incredible. I don't know. That was one of the favorite drives, even though it was my favorite drives, even though it was a long day.
1: It's because you weren't driving and trying to keep the car on the road.
0: I was navigating. Yeah. And keeping you awake.
1: Yeah, trying trying to keep the car on the road when, no joke, it's it's like a steady forty-five, fifty mile an hour wind just yeah. constantly cutting across the road.
0: And then when another car comes at you, and or packs, a truck, or a truck, it's scary. Yeah.
1: It but it is it's it's crazy how open it is and how it's sort of like being on another planet. It's like the moon. Like yeah. You could you could look in any direction, and not see another building or tree or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just crazy. So once we got to Ushuaia...
0: Yeah, well, so Ushuaia is mostly known for... Well, it's known for being the end of the world, they call it, because it's the southernmost city. But it's also known for the starting off point for cruises and flights to go to Antarctica. So there are a lot of cruises and a lot of tourists that come to Ushuaia just to go to Antarctica. But we looked into that it was um, way too pricey. It was out of our our budget, so we did not go to Antarctica. But we thought it was well worth the time to go to Ushuaia with Bob.
1: Well, and I would I would so we had we had heard people say, oh, don't bother going to Ushuaia; it's just another city. But mm-hmm. I I would disagree. I think we found a lot of really fun things to do and really nice hikes that were yeah. that were not super crazy because my my dad's not a. A competitive hiker, (laughs) so to speak. So, we kind of had to tailor our hiking around. He's he's sixty five and he's not like in great shape, but he's he's been walking, Mm -hmm. so he's capable, and yeah. So we were able. But we weren't
0: ready to do like ten mile or twenty mile hikes, and we didn't want to do those anyway.
1: No, but we we took him on some really nice day hikes and. I think the the cool thing about that area again people saying not to go there but you know within a 3 or 4 hour hike uh, you know somewhere between 3 and 6 miles of moderate hiking you can see everything from basically desert glaciers rivers forests sw- yeah. peat peat bogs
0: yeah the landscape changed like every I don't know, half a mile we were hiking. <laughs> yeah, so
1: the diversity was awesome. And
0: we hiked up Marshall Glacier there, which is a glacier right in town. Yep. And we went to Laguna Sofia, I'm sorry, Laguna Esmeralda, which was where we hiked through the peat bog. And that was really incredible. And then we also did a hike along the ocean.
1: Yep. Along the Beagle Channel. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, we had, for the most part, perfect weather. I mean, it was pretty much sunny. It was in the, fifties and sixties mm-hmm. and a little
0: bit of rain here and there, but not bad. Yeah.
1: So I think if I was going to say, I, I would never tell people not to go to Ushuaia. No. I think it's a cool area. It's a little touristy, but it's still worth it.
0: Yeah. If you get out and do the hikes and you know, they were all free. So it was amazing to be able to get out and not worry about um, spending a lot of money to do that. There's the, the, yeah, the Tierra, Tierra del Fuego National,
1: National Park. We
0: did not go there because there were so many other things to see that we didn't feel like it was worth the money to pay to go into the park. And We heard from our host that we were staying with that The places we were hiking. It's not worth the money. Yeah, like, we're were just as awesome as the park. So maybe someday, but we just didn't feel it was worth it.
1: Someday, and we're just going to pop back down?
0: I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe if we ever decide to go to Antarctica. Yeah, well. I have the money to go to Antarctica. (laughs) The only thing we did in Ushuaia that that was not quite worth the money was a four-wheel drive tour. I don't know. I'm
1: bummed about that one because when we booked it, it made it look like it was like an 8 hour tour and you got to go see a ton of stuff that you wouldn't basically be able to see by foot or you could see it by foot but it would take you forever to hike it and i feel like it really wasn't worth the money like we we drove around in this land rover and we did a little bit of off-roading but it was mostly like just driving through the woods and along a beach of a lake
0: mm-hmm. it was and- beautiful scenery
1: i think the I think the the best part about the whole tour was the dinner that they served us. We basically drove to this little like shack out in the middle of the woods, and then they they had a big fire going inside, and they gave us wine and and appetizers and then they cooked everybody like a huge dinner on this big grill steak steak dinner and sausages and so like. I think that was the best part of yeah, the whole that was tour. Yeah, really, that was really cool. Other than that, you were just sitting in the back of uh, Well, my dad was sitting in the front talking <laughs> to the guy and to the guide, and we had to sit in the very back, because there was also two woman, women in our car, and so Kim and I were basically in the, the jump seats in the back of the Land Rover, getting <laughs> tossed around like popcorn. It
0: was kind of fun. And I just It, it was a fun day. I wouldn't like have not done it, but... It may not have been worth the money, I guess. That was.
1: Yeah, my I think it was roughly 100 hundred, hundred and twelve $112 a person, which I think a fair price for that tour would have been like $50 a person. Yeah. But yeah. who am I to judge?
0: I don't know. Overall, we definitely recommend Ushuaia. If you ever have the chance to go there, please do. That was one of our favorite cities that we've ever visited, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. After four days (laughs) we spent there, then we decided to, or we had planned, to drive over to Puerto Natales, so we had to cross back over into Chile and drive up there, and that was about a... nine-hour, ten-hour drive, and I'll Thir- po-
1: Thirteen if you count the two hours we sat at the ferry crossing. That's
0: true. So I'll post a map with the show notes so you can see where these places are, but we did have to do a ferry crossing and sat there for two hours, which was unfortunate, but we did get to see King Penguins, which was my favorite part.
1: I know. Me too. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like standing at the edge of a lake with 70-mile-an-hour winds Blowing off of it and looking at a little black dot.
0: They weren't little black dots. They were pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they were cool. Anyway, <laughs> Chris and his dad went there with me because I wanted to go, but that's okay.
1: I think the penguins were neat, but I think I think that it was it was just amazing. Like the like watching people try to take photos, <laughs> and like literally you could lean into the wind at like a thirty five degree angle. And be held up.
0: Yeah, it was
1: wild. And so it was incredibly uncomfortable from yeah. that standpoint. But it was definitely an experience mm-hmm. and. You got to see your king penguins. Yes, and P- you two penguins.
0: Penguins. Yes, and you two were happy to see them too. It wasn't just me.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> the other thing that day, we crossed from Argentina back into Chile, and we had been warned by our Airbnb host just not to take any fruits and vegetables.
1: Well, the same the same thing happens if you come to the U.S. Right, you yeah, can't it's for take customs. fruits and vegetables or raw meats and all sorts of stuff, and
0: and we had we had purposely like not. We'd eaten all of the bananas and apples. We hadn't brought any of that. But-,
1: but you right, even so, like most country, most border crossings, they'll tell you this, but it's like they're pretty lax about it. Yeah. Chile is uh, on a different level yeah. when it comes to their sticking to the rules.
0: Yeah. So we thought we were fine. We didn't try to bring anything that we weren't supposed to. When we went in, we felt uh, up.
1: That's not true. My dad and I didn't try. I
0: know, I didn't either. <laughs> You're the one that wanted to buy it. But anyway, I'm sorry
1: but- those sunflower seeds yeah. Uh, no. Those are not sanctioned.
0: So we we went and filled out the custom form. Then we went back to the car and we were starting to drive through the border crossing and the lady stopped us and searched our car. And first they did find I had some sunflower seeds, which apparently are not allowed because they're seeds. And then but the real thing that they were upset about was we had a package of salami. That someone wanted to buy at the store.
1: It was cured, but not cooked, apparently. Yeah. And so...
0: So they picked me, not Chris or his dad, but they picked me and pulled me inside.
1: You got profiled.
0: Yeah, and made me refill out the custom form and yelled at me a little bit and then let us go.
1: And and now (laughs) she's on the wanted list. (laughs) Yeah,
0: in Chile. (laughs) So when we cross back into the country, we'll see if anything happens. I'm sure there's a, a wanted profile picture of me somewhere, right? Probably
1: not. <laughs> so, yeah, so then we went to Porto Natales, which is the sort of the thing that it's known for, is it's like the jumping-off city uh, or town for everybody who goes and hikes in the Torres del Paine National Park, uh, which is very famous for two hikes. One is the O, and the other is the W, and they're one's like a five-day, and the other one's like a... 10 day hike mm-hmm. and we we weren't equipped to do those no. and but
0: we didn't have the time either with you to add there.
1: No, and I and I I would honestly say and this was something that, that became apparent after driving around that area cuz we went to the park twice. Uh, you sort of again you're like driving in a desert almost. It's it's very desolate. And then there's literally like these rock formations that are the the mountains that they just kind of, like, come out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's basically, you, you can drive, like, 80% of the way, maybe 70% of the way around them. And so, really, I mean, if you're doing the hike, like, that's really cool to say I was in there. But to be able to see them, to see the, the Torres or the, the towers, which are the, the three towers that are very famous, like, you can see everything that that is to be seen from driving around or doing a day hike that's not in the, the, the crazy 10- or 4-day hike. So right. I I think, you know, a lot of people say, oh, if you go, you have to go and do these hikes. And I felt fairly fulfilled without doing the hikes.
0: Yeah, we did do two very short hikes. One to <laughs> see the waterfall, but we it was, it was, like, really, really windy and started no, it to was, rain.
1: It was windier than we've ever... It was windier than the wind... That we were complaining about earlier. Right. it was so windy that this woman was standing there trying to take pictures with her her boyfriend, and she took off her gloves, and she was holding them, like, under her arm, and the wind blew her gloves, like, 30 feet over a cliff. Yeah. Before she could even know what happened. Right. So, it was windy beyond windy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we'll post some pictures, too, but, like... in videos. Yeah, it was... And that... That day also, we, as Chris mentioned, we went there twice. The first day was not the best weather, so we didn't we didn't walk too much. But the second time we went, we went and did a hike to see the glacier.
1: The glacier.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of it.
1: Blue. Green? No, no. Gray. Anyway,
0: the gray glacier. Yes. Gray.
1: I knew it was a color.
0: <laughs> and we had to walk across the beach to to see the lookout to see the glacier, and that was. Krista had a little fun with it. I don't think his dad enjoyed it too much. But
1: we'll post those videos too.
0: (laughs) It was (laughs) it it was tough. Like it was, you felt like you were walking up a very steep hill, even though it was flat ground. You were walking in sand, and you were being
1: they were rocks.
0: Yeah, small rocks, I guess. And you were being blasted to the side by this like fifty mile per hour wind. Yeah, mm. it
1: was wild. It was I've, crazy. I've never been in wind like that. No. And and we've been in some windy places. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was that was a new experience and
1: But the glacier was cool, the hikes were cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say definitely visiting Torres Alpine if you're in the area, if you if you happen to be in the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> it's not really in the neighborhood of anything. It's
1: it's worth going to, but again, I don't I don't think you have to do the, the the famous O or the famous W hike. Yeah, so they can, have
0: lots of day hikes you can do. So if you don't have the time, I would recommend giving yourself a couple days there, though, because the weather changes very quickly. And it,
1: And most of the time, it's not very
0: good. Right. You want to give yourself the at least a chance to have at least a somewhat sunny day so you can see everything, because the clouds come down and they just surround the mountains and you can't see. So yeah. I think that was one of our favorite parts about being in Puerto Natalis. The other... Thing one thing we did was go to Laguna Sofia, which was an amazing hike. We did a little short day hike there.
1: I yeah, I recommend that hike to anybody. It's on a it's on a it's on private land, but the owners basically don't care if people go and hike there as long as they take care of the property. And it was, it was cleaner than any park I'd ever seen, even in the U S. There was zero trash. Yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome. So it
0: was incredible. It, it's
1: a beautiful lake and scenery and you could and
0: see you could see the mountains in the distance uh that were just I mean it was Patagonia it was stunning and it was yeah I can't really even explain it
1: yeah and then on one of the other day the other day we had there we did a boat tour to go and see a couple of the other glaciers we basically rode up the the channel and went and saw two glaciers
0: yeah and
1: that was really neat. It was Balmacita,
0: also... Balmaceda Glacier and Serrano Glacier. Yep.
1: The neat thing about that was if it got nasty weather, you could go inside the boat and not get nasty yeah. weather on you. So yeah. we saw... That day we saw a ton of condors. We saw sea lions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We saw cormorants, which is not that exciting. <laughs> but it
0: was still and cool. And then we
1: saw the glaciers. And then they cooked... And then part of that tour was the, uh, a huge... Meal
0: yep, that and, we got to sit next to a guy from Belgium,
1: yeah, my dad made a new friend he, he, I don't know that he was in yeah, I think he had fun let we'll, we'll say that. let's
0: just say the guy was extremely talkative and didn't really respect personal space
1: yeah he was very he was very close to my father. <laughs> <laughs> and, and being across the table and knowing my dad, that was actually really entertaining. So,
0: yeah, so I think overall we we had done a lot of planning for this three weeks. We wanted it to go off. Without a hitch, we we wanted it to be comfortable because we knew Bob was coming all the way down and that's a long way to come and we wanted to have fun. So we actually booked Airbnbs for all of us throughout because we know that it was nice to have our own space. And we rented cars, which was huge because we could go to places and not have to try to rely on the buses or uh, tours.
1: Well, and I think a few things on that. We looked into doing hostels and different options that might be cheaper, but really in that area, once you hit three people, the the cost for a hostel versus the cost for an Airbnb, it's it's almost identical. Yeah. And so it didn't it really didn't make sense. We could have more privacy, we had more flexibility, and and the same with a car. We looked into like taking buses a lot of places and when you start buying bus tickets for three people, it the cost you might save a little bit, but sitting around and waiting and hoping you catch the right bus and figuring out bus schedules it it was so much more convenient and we were able to cover and be more efficient
0: mm-hmm. by
1: driving. And so I think those are two choices that, that we would make again in a heartbeat. Oh yeah,
0: it made the, a huge difference. And we got to stay in a lot of really unique places. I'm sure we would have been hostels too, but we got our own space. We got to be able to cook breakfast and dinner when we wanted to. So yeah. it was awesome. Before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, if you had to pick one thing, what was your favorite for the from the three weeks
1: my favorite thing I don't know I think just seeing all of the unique things that we saw and being able to to share it with you and my dad and being able to laugh and have fun and like there was there was pickups and there was misfortunes but all in all it was really fun and we saw just things that I know we've seen similar things traveling in South America but I know he's never seen, and he's said a few times that he would never have been able to see him if we hadn't taken him, so I think being able to, to provide that was good.
0: Yeah, I would agree 100%, and also... We spent many evenings kind of relaxing and drinking wine or beer with playing a little board game we had that his dad brought us. That's called Tiny Epic Galaxies, and we played that game over and over and over and over again. Because
1: uh, you were trying to beat me, yeah, and you couldn't do it. We
0: were no, I did. So did your dad. We all won different times, but it was it was fun. Like spending the whole day going adventuring and seeing different things, and then coming home and or back to the Airbnb and just relaxing and and hanging out. And it gave us, I don't know, it gave us an amazing trip all together and time with your dad that was very memorable and always will be. So totally, it's awesome. Thank you, Bob, for making the trip. If you're listening, (laughs) it was amazing for all of us, I think. And we're really grateful that he chose to come down and spend three weeks with us
1: and next next time we'll take him to southeast asia we keep <laughs> we keep telling him that and he doesn't think we're serious
0: well he did say now we can take him anywhere
1: yeah so vietnam cambodia
0: <laughs> well we have we haven't been to those places either someday
1: so yeah anyway it was a
0: wonderful trip and yeah i think that's it in two weeks, our next episode is going to be a review of our time in Mendoza and the Mendoza province of Argentina. So we get to talk about a workaway that we only stayed at for three days because the lady was crazy.
1: Crazy, Yeah. crazy, crazy.
0: And then what else we did during the time after we left her place. So look for that in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening everyone and you can find us at our website adventureforgood.com or on Instagram or Facebook at underscore adventureforgood. Thanks so much.